It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Thanks for joining me for this Thursday edition of the show. We have BYU basketball in action tonight, both the men's and women's teams. We'll get to those games coming up. Also hear from Dave Rose, more about the Jasheer Hardnett situation that'll be covered here in this first segment. Second segment of the show, BYU men's volleyball. Uh, High expectations for this team with three national titles and three runs to the national title match in recent years. Do these guys with a kind of a new look team want to live up to the current expectations? Do they expect to have those expectations heaped upon them? You'll hear from their head coach, Sean Olmstead, as well as Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, one of the best players on that team in the second segment of the show. We'll talk a little bit more about that as they get ready to start their season tonight. Uh, the number five Cougars against number seven Ohio State. And in the final segment, we'll catch you up on everything else we haven't touched on in today's show with quick hits. So that's the layout of today's show. Thanks again for joining me. Uh, one of the best things about modern technology is the ease of use. If you got a new smart speaker for Christmas or over the holiday season or even any time in the past year or so, you actually can use it to listen to the podcast without having to do any of the hard work yourself. All you have to do is use your voice. Tell it to play podcast Locked on Cougars and there you go. You'll have this podcast that covers all things BYU for you each and every day. All right, without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for January 10th, 2019. The never-ending saga that is Jasheer Hardnett and his status with the BYU basketball team appears to have been resolved. Dave Rose, who you'll hear in a moment, uh, said yesterday that Jasheer Hardnett was back with the team and practicing and would be available for tonight's game against Portland. Uh, BYU takes on the Portland Pilots at the Marriott Center the first game in roughly a month for the Cougars as they continue WCC play. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler on 
on the call there. You also hear Greg Rubel and Mark Durant on the radio call on the BYU Sports Network that way. Uh, BYU is a heavy favorite in this game. I saw it at time of recording, BYU currently a 17-point favorite in this game. Should show you the disparity between BYU, who is scuffling along this season, and where Portland stands. Portland's one of the worst teams in the WCC. It's an improved West Coast Conference, but Portland lagging behind a little bit. Terry Porter, the former NBA uh, player and uh, coach, now coaching the Pilots, brings Portland to the Marriott Center, but BYU should win this game. If they don't, I think we can officially put BYU on bottom falling out watch if that if they were to lose this game tonight. Uh, some news for you real quick before we get to more of the Jasheer Hardnet thing is some big honors for Yoli Childs I wanted to mention. He's been named in the midseason watch list for the 2018-19 Lute Olsen Award, as well as the 2018-19 Lou Henson Award. Uh, both of those awards are presented by the CollegeInsider.com website. The Lute Olsen Award is a awarded annually to the nation's top Division I player, so it's essentially their version of the Heisman in college football. Uh, the Lou Henson Award is presented to the nation's top mid-major player. With BYU, they're not in a Power 5 conference. They're considered among the mid-majors in college basketball, but it's cool to see Yoli Childs uh, getting some pub for his play. He's been very good, multiple double-doubles this year, and hats off to him for those honors. All right, now back to Jasheer Hardnett. Dave Rose yesterday, uh, you'll hear it here in just a sec, and he got uh, pretty animated with the media yesterday, and I, I I didn't necessarily take too much offense to it, but it was kind of dumb in my mind. You'll hear in a moment for Dave Rose to act like the reports weren't out there that Jasheer Hardnett had quit. I talked to multiple people beyond the initial report from Vanquish the Foe that Jasheer Hardnett had every intention of leaving the team and transferring. I uh, had a meeting with the coaches and some administrative folks at BYU to kind of explain the situation to him said hey you got to finish out this year you got to graduate if you want out you can transfer at that point because if you transfer now you miss this semester and the first semester or whatever new school you're at in terms of that transfer period if you wait a year to play I think uh, Jasheer Hardnett came to an understanding understood hey I've got to see this thing out I've got to finish school by April buckle down get it done and then I can transfer without penalty and play my final year elsewhere or potentially stay at BYU. But it was just kind of weird for Dave Rose to act like uh, there was no report, etc. You'll hear it here. But he, I almost thought he was joking at first, but I th- realized he was pretty serious about that question that he's, you're about to hear. So without further ado, here's Dave Rose yesterday speaking to the media, talking about the Jasheer Hardnet situation, the team's uh, psyche ahead of this game against Portland before finally transitioning um, into more talk about the pilots and the WCC as a whole. So Dave Rose, BYU head coach yesterday during media availability. When you have a situation like you have just here right now, how, what kind of effect can that have on your team? As it can have a, a real positive effect. You know, guys are all committed to each other and committed to the team. And one thing with this group is that uh, we've been through some hard stuff together. And uh, I think that that brings us uh, in this pl- a place where you know, we can kind of uh, rally around each other and try and help each other get through tough times. And, uh, and you know, what we're looking forward now is just, you know, a real positive um, approach to our conference season. We went on the road, got us got a split, and now we're looking forward to uh, trying to protect our home court. So. Give an update on this year's staff? Yeah, this year's practicing. He's excited. And, you know, we've uh, 
Sheer and I talk every week, and we have long conversations, and we've we've got a a, a really good relationship as far as understanding each other. And uh, I, I know exactly uh, what he wants, and he knows exactly what I want, and uh, we're both committed to the same thing. So, uh, looking forward to you know, moving on. Will he be available to play tomorrow? Then? Yeah, sure. Okay. So this is essentially just water under the bridge at this point. You move on. Just... I don't know what you guys are talking about. What are you guys all talking about? There have been reports that Jashir had quit. A report from the university? No. Okay. So let's just move on. Will he uh, start tomorrow night? Um, I don't think so. He didn't start the other night. I don't think he'll start. But that still hasn't been determined. We'll still we'll figure it out You know, when uh, we put our final game plan together. How excited are you guys to be back home after nearly? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm really excited to be home. Yeah, and I think that uh, our guys are excited to be home too. It's tough when we put it together. You know, we knew it'd be a tough run. Uh, didn't didn't expect the outcome to be what it's been, but knew it was a possibility. And uh, I think with that, that uh, we'll learn from um, the experience um, as far as this group. Binding together and attacking the next the next the next issue. And we got eight home games. We got six road games as far as the league is concerned. And hopefully we can prepare and, and play well enough to win them all. What are you seeing from Portland? What are they? I guess a little scouting report on them. Their guards are really good. They 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 spread the floor really well. They can shoot it, you know, from from deep. Uh, what worries me the most is is their penetration. JoJo Walker and. Marcus Shaver, both guys who can put it on the deck and just, you know, get get in between, you know, uh, get past defenders and in between guys, and, and then other guys can get open. So hopefully we can stay in front of them, we can find ways to keep them on the perimeter and then challenge their threes. Uh, and then we've got to be good offensively. Defensively, it's a good team. They they change their defenses a lot. Um, they'll pick guys and deny them the ball, and you know we'll uh, hopefully not be so concerned about the defense they're in and more concerned about our ability to execute what we're trying to run and what we're trying to do. You talked last night on the coach's show about how teams are kind of attacking your guards, take them to the rim. What sort of things can you do to try to stop that from happening? Well, I think you, you can scheme that a little bit, you know, and, and we've, we put in a few you know new wrinkles into things that hopefully will help us. But a lot of that is just, you know, guys taking, you know, individual responsibility for – you know who they're guarding, how they're playing. I mean, we played some some really big, talented, athletic guys that uh, have you know kind of had their way with us, and hopefully we can get that switch, get that turned around. Do you feel like part of that att- that game plan that teams have is due to your lack of size on the interior? Attention? Yeah, I think I think some of that is is that I also believe that it's uh, um, it's it's really uh, you know isolating. And, and, and exposing some of our depth issues that they're going right at certain guys to try to get them in foul trouble, and they know that we're playing a couple guys a lot of minutes, and a couple guys are really, you know, we really depend on on the offensive end, and so I think that can be a scheme. But you know, everybody's got a uh, a plan of attack, and, and hopefully ours is better than theirs. There you go, Dave Rose, and uh, pretty animated at first, but he calmed down, and I appreciate him asking my que- say my question about being back home was a 
good question, but I, I, I'm not going to dig too hard at Dave. I understand it's a tough time because he's trying to get this, this team uh, back on track. He understands that it's important for his team to pick up some wins. They're happy to be back home, but f- just for him to act like the reports, he's like, reports from the university? No, Dave. BYU's not going to come out and put a report out there that says that one of your th- their third leading scorer has left the team. That's not going to happen. He he acknowledged it on his BYU TV coaches show. He could have uh, addressed it a little better in my mind yesterday with us as the general media, but it is what it is. It's water under the bridge is the term I used for Jashir Hanat before he really unloaded on us. He didn't really say unload. He just kind of uh, refuted everything we talked about, and it is what it is. But the good news is Jashir Hardnett, the third leading scorer, averaging almost 11 points a game, is available for BYU tonight. You heard Dave Rose said probably not going to start, but is available to play, and that's good news for BYU. So we'll see how they do tonight. Portland, not a great team. I'm not going to uh, bore you with specifics on these guys because they are a bottom half of the WCC team, but we'll break the game down after it's played on tomorrow's podcast, but I wanted to let you hear from Dave Rose as he addressed the Jasheer Hardnett situation and the status of, uh, of his, one of his better players on this year's team. Alright, we will take a time out here. We'll come back. I know we don't talk a lot of volleyball in terms of a featured subject, but BYU men's volleyball, one of the more popular sports on campus, high-flying action, a team that's got three national titles in their history, has made three runs to the national title match in recent seasons. Very high expectations for this team. You'll hear from Sean Olmstead and some of his players next as they get ready for their season opener tonight. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Uh, tell your smart speakers, play podcast Locked On Cougars. You can find us real easy, your Alexa, your Google Home, whatever you got. It takes care of the job for you. You don't have to actually do any work, really. You just got to use your voice to hear the latest and greatest in BYU news. Uh, BYU men's volleyball ranked fifth in the country. They're going to begin their season tonight as they host Ohio State, who's ranked seventh in the country. Uh, BYU men's volleyball, similar to the women's volleyball, volleyball team in recent years, but a kind of a longer extended run. BYU men's volleyball, multiple national titles in their history. The three from 99 to the 2004 run was the greatest in BYU history. But in the last five or six years, they've made three runs to the national title match, have come up short in all of their attempts to bring home another national title. But the expectation and the, I guess the hype around this team is that they're, they're going to be in the mix at the end of each season. I had a chance to go out to media availability earlier this week, speak with Sean Olmsted as well as a star sophomore, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, their opposite hitter. Of course, the... Uh 
national uh, freshman of the year a year ago, a six foot seven inch sophomore. Had a chance to speak to both uh, him and Coach Olmstead about the expectations for this team and how they live up to them. Uh, we'll hear from um, Gabby Garcia Fernandez first here. He's a guy who's from Puerto Rico. He really understands the whole dynamic of what's going on with BYU, but he also understands the history of this program and where they've been and where they want to get to. So here you go, Gabby Garcia Fernandez speaking to us with the media earlier this week about the expectations for this team and trying to live up to them. What sorts of goals does this team have this year? Um, as any any team just winning the national championship, you know, uh, we want to be there by, by May, you know, we want to be in the big spot again. Um, as a team, we just want to make sure everybody's together on the same page and, you know, be a, be a team most part and then just win a natty. You guys have made multiple runs to that national championship match in recent years. How do you guys deal with the hype and the expectation of what's go, going on with um, Yeah, we obviously we, we know we're a good team. We know we have the talent, the ability and to get to the big spot. And we just concentrate on things we can control. You know, we cannot control thing. You know, other stuff that that other people have control of. You know, we cannot control how the other teams play and everything. We can just control what we do. So mainly, be focused on what we do, and we just do that, and then get back to the national championships again. There you go, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez. He is going to be one of BYU's best players this year. I'm very excited to see what he can do. Of course, his head coach, Sean Olmstead was very high on what Gabby is able to do. He was talking to the media earlier this week, and he was asked some similar questions to Gabby about the expectations for this team, uh, having that preseason number 5 ranking despite losing a number of contributors a year ago. Uh, you'll hear Coach Olmstead address the number 5 ranking and what he thinks of preseason rankings, essentially, and then also he gets asked a follow-up question about the expectation of this team to be in the national title hunt or bust. And here you go, Sean Olmstead earlier this week with the media. You talk about losing that core. I mean, he's got that preseason number five ranking. Is that just almost you feel like it's just a reflection of? Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it's it, for sure. Um, I, I've never been one. I think you guys know that to ever look into that. I think we got to lace them up and we got to go play. It doesn't matter who and. Uh, you know, all of that is more of a reflection of the program and the consistency of so many great players and so many great coaches in the past. And so um, it's it's always good to be in the talks. You got to be in the talks for sure. But um, in the end, we just want to be in a position where months down the road, we're, we're, we're becoming the best team that we can become. And we're definitely not there right now. Nobody is in the country. So that's why we all get to have these competitions and, and these matches and uh, see how things unfold and that's the exciting part about all sports and all seasons you know and so you kind of throw throw that out and great but we've got to play the whistle's got to blow and then we go compete is the program to the point where the goal now is national championship just just because you got i mean i th- i yeah i i think um i've been you know in my coaching career i've been at programs where let's 
you don't want to walk in the room and go, hey, we want to win the national championship. That's not realistic. Let's be smart about it. You know, let's good things will happen. And hey, let's start here and kind of progress from there. But, you know, this this team and this program, you know, that has been the talk. And, and these guys have been on the on the cusp of, of doing that. You know, they've been in that match uh, starting with Ohio State. You know, they were the, the team that took that away from us twice. And so, um we we always talk about where we want to be in conference and i think if we can be in a good spot in our conference every year and uh then we're going to be in a good spot nationally where realistically yeah we are in a position where we can talk about competing for a national championship but um i think it's it's important to be smart about how we approach that in terms of our progression as i told the guys what's going to happen this year is we're going to win matches but guys we're going to lose matches and we've got to have the right mindset as we progress and grow from those those moments and and how we react to those losses there you go, Sean Olmstead, BYU head coach. Thank him and Gabby Garcia-Fernandez before that for taking the time to talk with us uh, during media availability. Uh, it's going to be an interesting season ahead for the Cougars, ranked number five. They have two top 15 teams this weekend at home. They host Ohio State tonight at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the Smith Fieldhouse. It'll be broadcast on the W.TV, so streaming online. They'll follow that up with a match on Saturday night against number 14, Ball State. Also at seven o'clock Mountain Time, streamed on the W.TV before they head on the head out on the road for for four games as they get ready for MPSF play. This is going to be a season where BYU has a new look, and Sean Olmstead talked about that earlier this week. There's a number of players who graduated from this team, but they've replaced them with some very, very talented players. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, I think, is going to be BYU's leading player this year, uh, the native of Puerto Rico. Storm Faagata Tufunga, Tufunga uh, from Long Beach, California, I think is a great player. He's not the tallest guy in terms of guys in volleyball. He's only six foot three. And you think of volleyball, men's volleyball in particular, if you're not 6'6 or taller, normally you are a libero, but at 6'3", he's actually quite the effective outside hitter. So look out for Storm this year. Uh, volleyball, of course, you have guys, you have to have a libero that's very good. And BYU still looking to kind of figure that position out, according to Sean Olmstead. He expects the three guys at that position to compete and also contribute to a large degree. Uh, Taylor Richards, a senior who's actually a local from Provo, Utah, Timpanogos High School, should be a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, two guys that I'm very excited for one a freshman who comes here from Italy uh, he is I think he's going to be an absolutely incredible player Davide Gardini he's six foot nine outside hitter uh, he's from a native of Italy his father's a three-time Olympian and the Italian men's volleyball is one of the most uh, dynastic uh, things when it comes to Olympic volleyball Got a great family that is all about volleyball. He's got the size, like I mentioned, at six foot nine, an outside hitter, a freshman. Uh, I was able to watch a little bit of volleyball uh, practice the other day, and he was absolutely pummeling the volleyball. And it, it, it's practice, I get it. You have to see what they do in games. But this kid has strong genes, and he comes from a volleyball family. I'm very excited to see him play. And the other player that I'm excited to see this year is uh, Mickey Juhainen. Uh, he's the middle long, line, middle not linebacker, middle blocker from Tampere, Finland. 
Uh, six foot eight, a great player. According to Coach Olmstead, had a 4.0 GPA at BYU uh, last semester. So getting it done in the, in the classroom as well as on the court. And it's going to be an exciting season ahead for the Cougars. We'll keep you updated as things progress for this team throughout the year. But it's an, it's, it's an exciting time. BYU men's volleyball, it's almost a different sport in my mind than women's volleyball because you have so many guys who can just absolutely fly through the air. They're already all tall, but they just get it done. So uh, get out to the um, Smith Fieldhouse if you're not interested in watching BYU basketball tonight. You can catch the men's volleyball team in their season opening match. The Smith Fieldhouse is always rocking, and uh, the atmosphere is second to none in my mind. All right, we will take our penultimate timeout on today's podcast right now. We will come back, talk a little bit more about BYU football. Got some notes we need to touch on, as well as catching up on where the other sports in the BYU athletic department are in action tonight. So that's all coming up next, right here on Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Locked On Cougars. This is the daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is the number one daily sports podcast network in America. My name is Jay Catch, and as we wrap up today's show, I want to thank you guys for your continued support of the show. Please share it with your family and friends that are BYU fans. Let them know that this is a daily podcast. Gets them all the BYU news that they need to know about and gets it done in about 30 minutes or less. We try to keep it around 25 minutes so that we're not t- keeping you too long, but you are up to date on every Everything you need to know about BYU sports. And also, if you guys haven't had an opportunity to do so or you've been procrastinating it, uh, I would really appreciate if you guys would subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcatcher you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you use, Pocket Casts. Also, subscribe and then rate and review. Give us a five star review. It's worth its weight in gold in the podcast world. And I would really appreciate your guys' help with that. I know we spent a lot of time recently talking about transfers from the BYU football football program. Well, you can add another one, and I wasn't going to take another segment and talk about it. I feel like we're beating a dead horse almost with it, but offensive lineman Jacob Jimenez has announced that he will be pursuing a graduate transfer from BYU. So, similar format to what we talked about with Isaiah Armstrong and also Akile Davis and Riley Burt. All these guys getting their degrees done. They have one year remaining, looking like they're going to be buried a little bit on the depth chart. Don't see a, I guess, a clear path to seeing where they're going to play at a high level and have a large amount of playing time and want to go elsewhere so as I've as I've said multiple times on this podcast, they have fulfilled their end of the deal if they have graduated gotten that degree because it helps BYU with that APR rating 
but it also gives them that degree that they are armed with going out there and they can go get a graduate degree at a new program, whatever they decide to do. And I wish them the best of luck. Hans Olsen, who I work with at the Zone Sports Network, my day job, he tweeted out a list yesterday of guys he um, seen looking to transfer from BYU. And we'll run down that list real quick. And uh, two names still on this list that I am actually um, a little bit surprised to see. So the first is Johnny Taposoa, a former linebacker turned fullback. Suffered a season-ending knee injury earlier this year. Uh, I expected that he would be in the mix to contribute a fullback, but if he's unhappy with his uh, position maybe or uh, just his ability to get on the field, hey, I can understand why he's looking to go. I haven't seen anything official from Tapasoa on Twitter or social media, etc., but I respect hands and his ability to report things. He mentions Jacob Jimenez, who we just men- mentioned. He talked about uh, Christian Folau, who is uh, looking like he might go to a place like Utah State or Utah. We'll keep you updated on that. Akile Davis, the wide receiver, could be looking to transfer a little closer to home in Texas, a graduate transfer. Riley Burt, Box Elder High School alum, uh, could be a guy that could go pretty much anywhere. I, I'm not sure where Riley would go. I could see a Utah State being in the mix for him, being from northern Utah, but he's a graduate transfer. Isaiah Armstrong, a kid from California, I could see him maybe transferring a little closer to home as well. Uh, Wayne Tay Kirby, uh, not a graduate transfer, but I've heard that he might be looking at going to Idaho State. He's a native of Pocatello, which is where Idaho State is located. He's had numerous issues in terms of getting on the field, keeping himself in shape. We'll see if he ultimately is able to suit up for the Bengals. And the final name on Hans Olsen's list is Peyton Wilgar, a kid from Dixie High School in St. George, Utah. He was a preferred walk-on for BYU. All reports were that the BYU coaching staff was very high on his abilities. He was a walk-on, so he can transfer essentially without penalty, but kind of surprising to see a freshman decide that he is done at BYU. I don't know what the circumstances are, but I wish him the best, and hopefully he can find what he's looking for at his next stop if he does choose to pursue that transfer. All right, uh, and other news as we wrap things up today, we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. I'll do a little more research on this, but BYU ranked number five in the Learfield Directors' Cup final fall standings. Of course, this is a a cup that goes annual. It's almost, it's just called almost this, just the Stanford annual Learfield cup. But uh, Stanford of course has a very well-rounded athletic department. They usually win this award every year, but BYU ranked number five in the country after a very strong fall season. So hats off to the BYU Cougars and that mainly would reflect back on the BYU women's soccer team, the volleyball team, and the cross-country teams with all of their nationally ranked finishes and making to the NCAA tournament. BYU football didn't necessarily hurt them too bad getting to a bowl game, but number five, if I'm not mistaken, is the highest BYU's ever been ranked, uh, at least at the end of the fall standing. So a top five finish for the Cougars. Congratulations. We'll talk a little bit more about that on tomorrow's podcast. Also wanted to update you guys on the men's, women, men's and women's track and field team. They are going to be in action this weekend at the Smithfield House as well. They've got the BYU Indoor Invite going on. That begins today and runs through Saturday. Events going on throughout the Smithfield House on the indoor track as well as their throwing facility indoors there. If you want to go out and support the Cougars in track and field, you can do that. The women's basketball team is on is in action tonight. They'll be facing Pacific in Stockton, California at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. That game will be streamed live on the WD. 
youtube.tv if you want to catch the women's basketball team in action looking to keep a perfect record in conference play just a it's a cool thing to see um, i talked about the two media members by the way that had the bet on BYU's over under on the win total well i was told uh, just the other day that that bet that debt or the bet has been paid off uh, the media member who lost out didn't welch on the bet, so hats off. And uh, cool to see the women's basketball team exceeding expectations by the media and the public, I think, at large. They're having a very good season to this point. All right, so there you go. That is today's show, Thursday edition of the show. Tomorrow, recapping how BYU does against Portland tonight and also getting you ready for the game on Saturday. I'll also update you on all the other teams. There's a big weekend ahead, a lot of sports beginning their seasons, women's gymnastics hosting number three Utah at home, uh, the tennis teams in action, swimming and diving. There's a lot to get to, men's tennis and the men's basketball, of course, getting ready to host Santa Clara, who is an upstart program uh, that BYU left keep an eye on we'll break that down for you on tomorrow's show and thanks as always for your continued support of the podcast we will see you tomorrow have a great day this has been locked on cougars for january 10th 2019